today we find Paul telling us that based on who Jesus is and what he's done for us, there are some ways that we need to behave. And so we're going to be praying through those attitudes and actions for our own life today. Welcome, I'm Michelle Berkey, and this is Praying Scripture, a weekday broadcast where we use God's own words to honor Him and to talk to Him about the things going on in our life and in our world. Today we're diving into episode 158, and we are praying through Ephesians chapter 4, verses 1 through 13. But before we do that, we're going to open with a bit of worship, as always. We have kind of a long passage, or it felt long to me, and I felt like I should have pulled the first and the last (laughs) sentences out because that's really where I want to focus, but I'm going to read you the whole thing. It is Ephesians 4, 7 through 10. You'll hear it in the middle of our passage when we get to the actual main part of the prayer time. So it says this, Now grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift. For it says, When he ascended on high, he took the captives captive. He gave gifts to people. But what does he ascended mean, except that he also descended into the lower parts of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens to fill all things. So I want to focus on the idea of the measure of Christ's gift and the idea that he ascended far above the heavens to fill all things. So let's go to prayer. Father, we come to you today in the midst of our week, and we ask you to quiet our hearts, and we give you this time as an offering. We are here to talk to you, to sit in your presence, to listen to you, to have our hearts recalibrated to be more like Christ. You say that grace has been given to me according to the measure of Christ's gift. Yesterday, I think we, or Monday, we used the word incalculable to talk about something having to do with you, with Jesus. And I think that's a good word for today as well. It's the one that popped into my mind. The measure of your gift to me is incalculable. It's beyond my imagination. We can't get to it by setting our computers to work. It's beyond my ability to understand. And that's the grace that you have given me. And I'm so grateful for that gift this morning. I not only just want to express my appreciation for that incalculable gift, but my awe that you treat your people that way, your created things, that that you lavish this uncalculable amount of grace on us. You are amazing. You started in heaven. You came to earth. You lived as human, took on human body, lived among us, died and were buried, and then ascended back again into heaven. You've experienced this both ends of the spectrum. You existed, you descended, and then you ascended again. Your place is above all things, and you do that filling all things. Creation here on earth is full of your being. We contain your spirit inside us. These things are really unfathomable when we try to imagine how that actually happens. But I worship you today for being beyond our understanding, for filling all things, for ascending to the right hand of God. Thank you, Jesus, for that gift that allows me to be here talking to you and to the Father today. It allows the Spirit to be inside of me. Astonishing. I worship you this morning. I'm so grateful for your love and for your grace. In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 
4, 1 through 13, that's where we are today. And so it's this beginning of this new chapter. And really, it's the beginning of a new section of the entire book. Because a typical format for Paul's letters is to begin with doctrine. So in this case, in the book of Ephesians, he spends chapters one through three there. And then based on those truths, he talks to his readers about how to live out those doctrinal truths, how to live in the light of those truths. So today we start chapter four and we get to the exhortation part of the letter. So with the understanding of these truths of God and his work of salvation, therefore dot, 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 which is where we start today. Therefore, therefore he points the church towards unity. He talks about gifts in the church, and then he talks about what the gifts are for. And those are kind of three sections of verses one through 16. We're going to end at 13. It's a weird place to end. It'll be worse when we start up next week. I'm not sure where I'm going to start or if we're going to go through the whole of chapter four, but Paul is full of run-on sentences, and I wanted to contain the amount of text that we deal with each day, and so I'm kind of cutting it off in a place that maybe it wouldn't be normally. And because I think his sentence goes on in some translations, it might be that I cut it off at a good place in this translation, because I think I scan down there and it ends at at a period. But anyway, Ephesians chapter 4, 1 through 13. Let's read it, and then we'll pray. Therefore, I... The prisoner of the Lord urge you to walk worthy of the calling that you have received, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing with one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. There is only one body and one Spirit, just as you were called to one hope at your calling, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is above all, and through all, and in all. Now grace was given to each of us according to the measure of Christ's gift, for it says, when he ascended on high, he took the captives captive, he gave gifts to people. But what does he ascended mean, except that he also descended to the lower parts of the earth? The one who descended is also the one who ascended far above the heavens to fill all things. And he himself gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, to equip the saints for the work of ministry, to build up the body of Christ, until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of God's Son, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness. That's the passage. There's a lot in there. So let's get started. Father, I appreciate those little bits of language that you give us in the text that help us, like this, therefore, Jesus, you gave us the gift of salvation. You created Jew and Gentile to both be in your salvation plan. And therefore, Paul urges me to walk worthy of that calling, the calling that I've received in the rebirth of my life in Christ. There is a lot of times, I confess, that I do not walk worthy of that calling. And I apologize. I'm sorry for that. There's times when I let feelings or pride or jealousy or any number of other sins get in the way of walking worthy of my calling. I pray that you would forgive those sins, that you would bring them to mind so that I could repent of them individually, and that I would be obedient in in doing so and then turning back 
to walk worthy of your calling again. And you tell us how. You tell us with humility and gentleness, patience, bearing one another in love, making every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit. Those things that we can say so easily off of our tongues, they come simple words. But wow, the living out of those things is not always so easy. It's not always easy to live in this world with humility and gentleness because those things are not what our culture, at least the culture where I live, value. Instead, it values aggressiveness and pride, ambition. But you call us to humility and gentleness. I pray that you would work that into our lives, that we would understand what those look like in our actions. You tell us patience, bearing with one another in love, not in jealousy, not in competition, not in pride, not in, I don't know, all the things, all the ways that we live our life that aren't love. I pray that you would help us to learn to put our footsteps squarely in the place of love. Help us to make every effort to keep the unity of the Spirit through the bond of peace. We value a lot of things in our churches. Unity is not always at the top of the list. And I pray that you would speak to each one of our hearts. Like There are ways that we need to work this out in our lives of valuing unity above being right or valuing unity above, I don't know, nothing else comes to mind, but I'm sure there are several things in each of our lives. Teach us how that plays out in our own relationships, in our families, in our communities, in our church. There is only one body, one spirit, and we were called to one faith. You are the God and Father of all, above all, through all, and in all. And I love that in the center of this passage, I can stop and worship again. Maybe this is the verse I should have used for worship, but it's not. So we'll just stop here for a moment and do that as well. I appreciate you, Father, so much. You who are above all, I see you in all people. You are reflected in the earth and you are among us. There's nowhere we can go to get away from you, to escape, to hide. And I honor you for that today. You gave us so much grace, and I need that, and I appreciate that. You also gave us gifts. The one who has descended is the one who ascended far above the heavens to fill all things, and he himself, Christ, gave some to be apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers, and this list of church roles for lack of a better term that comes to mind, are gifts to us. Not only are we gifted to fulfill those roles, but you've given those people as gifts to the body. Help us to honor them and cherish them. Help us to grow them in healthy ways. Help us to listen to your words from others. Help us to recognize our own giftedness and put it into practice, because you didn't give it to us just for the sake of making us wealthy in blessings or gifts, but you gave it to us to equip the saints for the work of ministry. We are to do the work of ministry, all of us. Saints is all of the body of Christ. Every believer is a saint. And you have given those gifts to equip us to do ministry in our lives. 
to build up the body of Christ. And I'm so grateful for all of the variety of gifts that you've given for this passage in particular, talking about the, these, the, the gifts that help the body, the pastors and the teachers and the prophets and the apostles. I'm grateful. Help us to recognize your giftedness in ourselves and to put it into practice to equip the saints for the work of ministry. Because the goal is that we as a body, as a group of believers across generations, that we would reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of Christ, growing into maturity with a stature measured by Christ's fullness, not by how many people we bring to church, not by how many Bible studies we attend, not by how much scripture we read in a year, but by the measure of Christ's fullness in us. Help us learn to measure the worth of our actions the same way you measure it. Help us to grow. Help me to go to very specific things, specific ways that I need to grow into the measure of Christ's fullness. Work that in my life. Bring me to obedience and to desire that stature measured by Christ's fullness. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for being with me today. If you are here on the Grace and the Gravel Road Facebook page, I appreciate you joining me either live or on the replay. Both uh, really thrill me that you can pray with us in both of those ways. We'll be back again on Monday and we'll be continuing in chapter four. If you're a podcast listener, thank you for joining me on that platform as well. And sharing the broadcast with a friend just will help more people be able to join their voices with us. Praying Scripture is brought to you by Grace and the Gravel Road. And my heart is that we do this a couple of times a week, that we would all grow in our ability to speak to God in in words that He has given us, in not just so that we can parrot them back to Him, but so that we can learn to pray in a basis of God's truth. And my biggest request is that you will fall deeper in love with the God who gave us these words. Amen. Amen.